0: It's Monday, February the 11th, 2019. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is The Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, this is our weekly Monday Bible study and call to prayer. Today, we are continuing our study on the book of Acts, and we are joined by Josh Caldwell, our vice president of international programs. Josh will walk us through Acts chapter 9, verses 32 through 43. We
1: have come to a place in Acts 9 where we have just seen the conversion of Paul that Herbie talked about last week. We see in verse 31, In Acts 9.31, it says, So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. And we see this picture of the growth of the church and now we're transitioning into hearing these last few verses of chapter nine are really talking about Peter and a personal ministry. And we're going to look today at 11 verses today, two stories, one of the story of Aeneas and one about Tabitha, both involving Peter, but most importantly, involving Jesus. And I actually love these scriptures like this that are very straightforward and reminders of us, of the person and the power of Christ, the person and the power of, of Jesus Christ, but also in our faith that we are to have in Jesus. Um, and through this scripture, we're going to look at is about when we see Peter's life, we've primarily seen it in more of a public ministry, ministry to the Sanhedrin and others like that. And But today we're going to see this is more of a personal act a personal ministry of Peter. John MacArthur talks about Peter here in these verses like this and says they are apparent in what he does that he is a great teacher by example and here he teaches us the marks of personal ministry. Now he wasn't always preaching to crowds. He got involved with the people. He got involved on a one-on-one basis and this is exciting and this is a thing that all of us even particular me need to be constantly aware of that. It's not enough to be involved with large crowds, but to be involved one-on-one. I think this is a really great, uh, that's great from John MacArthur to to really help us see that you're right. We need to be involved in one-on-one ministry, wherever we are, whatever place in life we are. If you're listening to this today and your adoptive families and or foster families or you're on staff at a local church or we are partnering together in some way um, that one-on-one ministry, small group discipleship ministry is really important. And so let's read our text today, Acts nine thirty-two through 43. We will see these stories individually and we will talk about them. So Acts nine thirty-two through 43. Now as Peter went here and there among them all, he came down also to the saints who lived at Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas, bedridden for eight years, He was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, just Jesus Christ heals you. Christ, rise and make your bed. And immediately he rose. And all the residents of Lydda and Sharon saw him and they turned to the Lord. Verse 36. Now, there was in Joppa a disciple named Tabitha, which translated means Dorcas. She was full of good works and acts of charity. And in these days, she became ill and died. And when they washed, had washed her, they laid her in an upper room. Since Lida was near Joppa, the disciples, hearing that Peter was there, sent two men to him, urging him, please come to us without delay. So Peter rose and went with them. And when he arrived, they took him to the upper room all the widows stood beside him weeping and showing tunics and other garments that dorcas made while she was with them verse 40 but peter put them all aside knelt down and prayed and turning to the body and said tabitha rise and she opened her eyes and when she saw peter she sat up and he gave her his hand and raised up and then calling the saints and the widows he presented her alive And it became known throughout Joppa that many believed in the Lord. And he stayed in Joppa for many days with, with one Simon, a tanner. And so if you look back at this first story of Aeneas, we see that Peter was traveling about preaching the gospel. He had come down to Lydia, Lydia Lydda, excuse me, was about 40, 50 miles from Jerusalem. And on the road to Joppa, he found this man who was eight years bedridden. He was he was in his bed paralyzed for eight years. And we see here in verse 34, Jesus Christ heals you. And I love that powerful phrase because this wasn't about Peter. Peter immediately um, shared Jesus. He immediately said, Jesus Christ Heals you. He didn't remind him who he was. He didn't introduce himself and say, This is who I am, but he immediately pointed to Jesus. Um, he, why is this significant? It's very straightforward, but Jesus has the power to heal disease. And I think that's why this is so important and powerful. These short, just a few verses here, which shows and points us to Jesus' healing power. And in these verses, we see this amazing. Uh, act that has happened to here and it is important for us to look at other scripture where Jesus is healing the sick and I don't know about you um, but maybe just me but I love to see over and over again where where the power of Christ is shown and I'm thankful that Jesus gives us examples throughout scripture of him healing the sick and so let's look at four of those examples right here Matthew 9 20 through 22. Matthew nine twenty through 22, it says this, it says, And behold, a woman who had suffered from discharge of blood for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. And for she said to herself, If I only touch his garment, I will be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her said, Take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. I love this just short little story as well, where we see this lady, this faith of this woman who says, if I could only touch the garment of Jesus, I will be healed. And Jesus turns to her and says, because of her faith in him, she was healed. Next, let's look at Matthew 9, 27 through 31. And Jesus passed on from there. Two men, two blind men followed him, crying aloud, have mercy on us, son of David. When he entered the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it done to you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus sternly warned them, See that no one knows about it. But they went away and spread his fame throughout all the districts. Matthew 9:27 through 31 Again, faith was involved according to your faith. It will be done. Let's look at two more examples. Mark two nine through twelve. Mark two nine through twelve. Which is easier to say to the paralytic, "Your sons, your sins are forgiven," or to say, "Rise, take up your bed and walk." But that you may know that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, "I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home." He said, he he rose immediately. And picked up his bed and went out before them all, and they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, "We never saw anything like this." And then the last example is Luke for us today is Luke 17, 12 through 16. And as he entered a village, he went by. He he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, "Jesus." master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God and with a louder voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus's feet, giving thanks to him. Now he was a Samaritan. All four of these examples and the one that we see today are just awesome pictures of the power of Jesus healing. His attention in all of these uh, are turned to the next life. These are pictures of not just Jesus's healing of the physical, but also healing of them because of their faith, their salvation in him. And oftentimes here on earth, we are praying for a physical healing. We are wanting to see A physical healing with someone, and oftentimes the Lord turns our attention toward a healing that will be in heaven. Uh, My mom was diagnosed with cancer in May or June, May, June of 2016, and we prayed for healing. We prayed extensively for physical healing here on earth. We prayed that the Lord would, one day we would show up at the doctor and the mass that was on her lungs would be gone. That she would no longer have cancer. We trusted and believed um, that God would do that, and we we believed. My mom believed, and we and we trusted that that we knew that the power to heal was in the hands of Christ. And our attention, when we do not see physical healing, was to be turned to heaven. My mom passed away about six months later, and I remember all throughout that her pointing us to God and pointing us to His power through that and i remember a friend um as i was grieving and talking with this through with a friend and hearing um just wise words that um the healing that i had prayed for did happen the healing that i had prayed for did happen and it was a healing that came in the form of my mom being completely healed in heaven with her lord and her savior and i think our response Um, As a response that we see, if we look back here at our text today uh, in Acts 9 and we see 935 and it says they saw him and they turned to the Lord. And I think when we are in situations where we are asking for healing, I really think that is our response is to turn to the Lord. And so I just encourage you today that if you're in a, in a place where you're praying for healing and you're wanting to see the Lord heal physically, we are to turn to the Lord and have faith in Him. So we, we move on to these next parts of Scripture. We just saw that Jesus has the power to heal. He has the power over disease. And now let's look at verses 36 through 43 where He has the power over death. Now there was in Joppa a disciple named Tabitha. So we see that Tabitha, translated means Dorcas, she fell ill here and died. And Luke gives us some insight about her. He gives us some insight right here in this first verse and says that she was full of good works and acts of charity. And we also see later on where it says the widows who she had made, made clothes for brought them to show how uh, special a person this was, they went and got Peter promptly and they did not bury her right away. And and they wanted Peter to come. And God used Peter to show the power of Jesus here, the power of Jesus over death. And what did he do immediately when he got there? As he knelt, he put, he put them all outside and he knelt and prayed in verse 40. And he turned to the body and said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes and we saw she saw Peter, and she sat up, and he gave her his hand and raised her up, then calling the saints and the widows to present her alive. And it became known through all of Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Very similar to the verses we just saw, that people turned to the Lord when they saw this act. And here, when they saw Tabitha rise, people turned to the Lord. Uh, read a commentary in studying for this on, from Tony Marita, and he used Second uh, Kings four thirty-one through thirty-seven as an example of this. And um, look at it, verse thirty-two of that Second Kings four thirty-two, it says this: When Elisha came into the house, he saw the child laying dead on his bed. Verse thirty-three. So he went in and shut the door behind and the two men, and prayed to the Lord very similar to what Peter did. He, he shut the door, he sent them outside and he prayed to the Lord. And then he went up and lay on the child, putting his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, his hands on his hands. And he stretched himself upon him. The flesh of the child became warm. And then he got up again and walked once back and forth in the house and went up and stretched himself upon him. The child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes. And, it's just a, it's just amazing to hear this story that the child opened his eyes he he became alive again jesus had god the lord healed this boy in second kings and we see this also in mark 5 in mark 5 in the new testament while he was still speaking Are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but is sleeping. And they laughed at him, but he put them all outside. Very similar to these other stories. He put them all outside. He took the child's father and mother and all, and those who were with him and went in where the child was, taking her by the hand. He said to Talitha Kume, which means little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl got up and began walking. She was 12 years of age, and they were immediately overcome with amazement. And he strictly charged them that no one should know this. And he told them to give her something to eat. It, it's just such a cool, similar picture of Peter calling in our verses today of Acts 9 Peter calling her a merit name, an name, Tabitha, and saying, Get up. Very similar to what we see in Mark 9 five, where it says Talitha kume, which means little girl, I say to you, arise. When Jesus was on earth, he he raised four people from the dead. He raised the widow's son in the village in Luke 7, 15. He raised the 12-year-old daughter of Jairus in Mark 5. He raised Lazarus, from the dead in John 11, and he raised himself from the dead after his crucifixion. And we see in John 5, 21 through 22, For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom he will. For the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son. Jesus says in John 2:19, Destroy the temple, and in three days I will rise it up. He was speaking about the temple of his body. Destroy this body, and in three days I will rise it up. And he did. Jesus has the power over disease, as we see with Aeneas. He has the power over death, as we see with Tabitha. And we are thankful for his healing power in these two situations and all the situations that we've read. But we are most thankful for his supreme power to conquer death himself and raise from the from the grave so that he would be alive today um, and on the throne it is incredible that we see his power today and i want us to think about what this means in our ministry lives today what this means for the people that we are coming in contact with and around that we are to be available for the hurting the people that are hurting around us we are to be available to tabitha showed us that and peter The people that were hurting, it's not always during a nine to five job that we're going to see the hurting. They're going to be in other times, nights and weekends and in times that aren't convenient. But we are to be available to the hurting and to point them to Christ. We have to have faith in Christ. As we see throughout these stories today that the people had faith. It was because of their faith. The lady reached out to touch Jesus's garment and he said, because of your faith. The, the, the widows had faith that Tabitha would be healed. There were so many times that we see throughout Scripture of, of people's faith in Christ, and we are to have the same kind of faith. And lastly, we are to rely on the power of Christ. We see in our verses today that Jesus has the power over disease and that He has the power over death. So today, let's remember that we to, are to be available for the hurting to have faith in Christ and to live each day to rely
0: on his power well thanks big daddy and this week we are praying for the country of hong kong we're praying for the gospel to continue to spread in hong kong and that more and more people will be saved we're praying for believers in hong kong that they would not be uh, burdened but would use their freedom to reach mainland china for the gospel we're praying that the people in hong kong would see that all the wealth knowledge and progress in their country and their little island nation is foolishness without christ we're praying For more local families to be open to significant medical special needs, I'm praying that God would provide loving, stable caregivers for children while they wait. We're praying for local believers to be moved to care for orphans and vulnerable children in Hong Kong. We're praying for continued favor with the Hong Kong Social Welfare Department and that their leadership would be convicted to be uncompromising in their Christian values. We're, we're praying for encouragement and stamina for all of our staff and the staff of Mother's Choice, who we work with specifically, as well as the staff of the Hong Hong Kong Social Welfare uh, Department we pray praise the lord for interest in this program and, and the five families who are currently navigating this program in order to provide a home to a child in need uh, we just are so grateful for Mother's Choice and the excellence with which they operate. And we're just praising the Lord that Hong Kong's unique relationship with China and the opportunity for gospel advance and gospel proclamation in this region. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for how strategically Hong Kong is placed at the bottom of mainland China as a hub and as a port to see the gospel go forth in the mainland. We thank you for the freedoms that the people in Hong Kong have to be able to assemble to worship, but to be able to assemble to Praise your name. We pray that they would not take that freedom uh, for vain or, or, or that they would not take that freedom for advantage, but Lord, that they would use that advantage for the spread of your gospel, your glory, and your great name. We thank you for our relationship with the Hong Kong Social Welfare Department. We ask that that would continue to flourish and that we would have continued opportunity to provide families for these children that are waiting. We thank you for Mother's Choice and the way they care. We pray you'd provide for them and their leadership and give them wisdom and stamina and encouragement and conviction. And Lord, we just thank you so much for the opportunity to work in Hong Kong and pray that you would surround these five families who are currently in the Hong Kong adoption process. And Lord, we just thank you so much uh, for who you are and pray that you would truly make your name known in Hong Kong. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.